0: Welcome back to tonight's intermission report. Merrimack taking on UNH from the Woodmore Center in Durham and we're actually chatting before the game here now with Pete Webster. He's the venerable color man for UNH hockey and uh, Pete, first of all, I guess, you know, the big story, of course, this season, um, you know, Dick humiliates is his last year. Uh, hard to believe that it, that's going to be the case and he won't be behind the bench anymore after this year, but uh, first of all, how do you think that, that you know, how did Dick reach the point where he knew that, that, it, that it was time and, you know, that he wanted to step away and he's certainly been here for for, for quite a long time and and uh and I guess also uh you know what what sort of uh, I guess preparations and things. Have you seen around the program as they get ready for the uh, the inevitable transfer of power?
1: Yeah, it's uh, having Coach Milley uh, decide to retire after 28 years behind the bench here, and it's and to me, it's been a, a real quick 28 years. I've been here 25 years doing doing uh, commentating, and uh, it just it goes by so fast. And uh, it's going to be going to be hard when we get to that day where Coach Milley isn't behind the bench. That first game is going to be very strange for a lot of people, but the the transition of kind of power, as you would say. it's It's been going on for a couple of years. Mike Seuss is the head coach in waiting. Mike is an all-time favorite here of the Wildcats during that great run in uh, 99 to the National Championship game in, in the early 2000s. Had himself a good pro career, played in Italy, um, and he's just a wonderful guy uh, to uh, take over this program. I, I couldn't think of a better, uh, uh, a better person, a better coach to come in and, and uh, run this program. So the transition of power is in is, uh, the coaching staff is, is, is going to be seamless because Mike really is running an awful lot of this right now. And uh, he's uh, he's very vocal and he's such a great recruiter as well. And uh, so he'll just mold right into the head coaching uh, spot. I'm not sure what they'll do for another assistant coach or associate head coach. Glenn Stewart, uh, as you know, um, um, behind the bench as well for the Wildcats. It's a great trio behind there. We're certainly going to miss Coach Humilly, but I think
0: it'll be seamless. Uh, I mean, there's still a half a year to go, obviously, and, you know, Dick's got that half year to go and try to, you know, win another championship, whether it be Hockey East or Beyond or whatever it is, but, uh, um, uh, you know, I guess, you know, knowing that this is going to happen now, maybe it's time to start thinking about this, but, you know, what's the legacy going to be here, you think, you know, with regards, I mean, you look at the history of hockey at UNH and it is such a, such a long and storied history, um, you know, and, and Dickie Milley, where's what's his legacy going to be like here at UNH? Well, I think it's
1: going to fall right in line with uh, Charlie Holt, who was here. Charlie was here 18 years uh, and really put UNH on the map as far as men's hockey is concerned. And so Dick actually has been here longer than He has. He's been here a whole decade yeah. longer than Charlie Holt. And uh, and uh, I think Charlie Holt, because he got me involved in the team many, th- about 33 years ago, uh, and... Uh, Coach Emilia's has just kept that whole atmosphere going throughout his tenure, this being in the UNH hockey family. And uh, it's, uh, it's very important to him uh, that uh, this is like that. And, and I think that's going to be an important part of his legacy is that, you know, when you're involved in this program, you are as important as everybody else. Uh, he, uh, You know, last summer I, I, w- I was ill and in the hospital a little bit, and, and head coach, uh, or <laughs> Dick, I should say, uh, gave me a call at home, and it was one of those uplifting calls. like, you know, this guy really cares about you. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're down and out, and, uh, he, you know, he's going to take the time to give you a call and boost your spirits. And it really did at a, a tough time for me, and he's done that with so many people. And anybody who's involved in this program, you are you are like family, and that's going to be a huge part of his legacy.
0: I think it goes beyond that, too, to extend even to the rest of, uh, you know, the Hockey East and college hockey. But, uh, but let's talk about this UNI team right now off to a terrific start certainly as we saw earlier in the year starting to hit the meat of the hockey schedule of course things get a bit tougher but still uh you know exceeding expectations to a certain amount I would say this year and uh, it probably starts in, in the net right where Danny Taroni not only did he have a terrific playoffs last year winning that series uh, helping UNH to win that series against Merrimack and uh, and winning the first game against UMass Lowell but also he seems to have picked up where he left off this year and, and and having a the kind of senior year that you want your senior goaltender to have.
1: Yeah, you know, any night you step on the ice, Danny Tironi can come up with a big game and shut the other team out. He has four shutouts this year, nine in his career, and he is the senior leader back there on defense. And he has this, this wherewithal that, that, you know, when something bad happens, he gives up a goal. His memory is so short that he forgets about it, gets right back into it. Um, there have been times where uh, our young defense has kind of gotten scattered a little bit, and he's been there to save them. Other times it's been very difficult. Like we gave up four goals to Army last night, a team that you just beat two nights ago uh, down at the uh, Lawler Arena. And, uh, but he has come up big so many times and had so many outstanding games. He is the leader back there uh, defensively and helping some of these young defensemen really mature. But uh, you know, it's been a good start to this year a good first half of the season. Could have been a little bit better, but we ran into this injury bug thing yeah. right at a critical time when, when after the great start in the beginning of the season, you looked at the schedule and said, Lowell, BU, BC, three games right in a row. We've got to get something out of that. And uh, not to belabor it and, and use it as an excuse, but we were shorthanded, especially for that BU game. Uh, but had a great battle against Boston College. This team can play against the cream of the crop in Hockey East and the country if everything goes well. On the other end, it can get a little shaky there with some of the youth back there on defense when the pressure comes forward. But
0: you have Danny Toroni back there, and any night this team can shut the opposition down. Uh, Tyler Kelleher, one of the best players in the country last year, moved on, but you always look for other guys to step up, you know, and, and, and improve, I guess, as it were. And uh, none of those guys certainly seem to uh, to have done that. Um, you know, I mean, you've got Jason Salvaggio, who's been, who's had a terrific career here as well, but you also got a guy like Aaron Azarian, who I think you're looking forward to to take that next jump, I guess, you know, to the next level. And it seems like he's been doing that.
1: Yeah, there's there, there's not been one player that's really made that huge jump, but Aaron Azarian has been a key, and he's made some awful good plays at critical times. He has 10 points this year with. Five good goals, and he's always exciting out there on the ice. Something good is going to happen when he's out there on the ice. And uh, I think the key, though, has been balance. Salvaggio McNicholas haven't been the standouts, especially on the power play. They did have a good power play out at uh, RPI uh, midweek, uh, but uh, there isn't that massive amount of numbers by one or two players in uh, any of any of the situations, power play or five on five. So the balance is the key, but. Aaron Azarin has been one of those guys that has given a good lift. Shane Eiserman, with his four goals was one of those injury type of guys that, that missed a few games. He's been solid and consistent out there when he's been out there on the ice. So balance is the key, but there, there uh, definitely is some, uh,
0: some inkling of some of those guys making that big jump. Well, just about at the, uh, the midway point here, I know this is the last game for UNH then before the break, so uh, wanting to put, I guess, the cherry on top of the, uh, the, first, uh, the first half, I know pretty strong first half so far, and leading into the second half, but where, where do you see this team right now? How do, you, how do you assess this team and where they're at at this point in the year? Yeah, I, th- I think overall the team has made great strides from where we were uh, the last
1: couple of years, but there is still that... Bump in the road that can happen, and it did happen last night with uh, Army West Point picking up a few good goals. They had us back on our heels, uh, not throughout the whole game. We really outshot them by quite a bit, but on the scoring column, we were kind of kind of chasing the game, as uh, as as I hear people say, uh, just trying to pick up that goal to get the game tied, and and uh, then we give up another goal. uh, But uh, you know, this is a team, like I said, you know, with Danny Taroni back there, can play a great game. And this is the league game here tonight. There's two big points in the standings here tonight. So I think uh, perhaps those, those little bumps in the road that we saw last night hopefully won't happen with a big league game here tonight. And, uh, and who knows what, what, what's going to be. UNH playing last night. Merrimack had the night off. I don't really think these guys are in such fine physical condition that won't uh, be an issue. It should be a great game down there
0: on the ice, and hopefully uh, both teams will be playing at their best. Yeah, we'll see two teams with pretty good power plays as well, so I don't know, we, we may see a 2-1 close battle or you know a 7-6 battle, who knows. But uh, Pete, thanks as always. Uh, great, to see you, great to see you again, and uh, glad that you're feeling well as well. Uh, ho- hopefully we get a chance to talk to you again down the road. I know uh, we'll meet again in the second half. Merry Christmas, and enjoy the holidays. Thank you. All the same back to you, Mike, and have a great broadcast tonight. All right, thanks. That's Pete Webster. He is the venerable color announcer for UNH Hockey. John and I will be back with more right after this here in the Intermission Report. This is Warrior Hockey.